Welcome to That Anime Podcast. This is the full review for Attack on Titan, the final season, part two. In this episode, we cover episode 83, titled Pride. Hello anime fans and welcome to That Anime Podcast for casual anime fanatics, where we talk all things anime in a fun and uncensored fashion for your listening pleasure. It's me, your host, Jordo, and with me as always, my co-host and kin, the baby brother Brennan. What's going on, Brennan? Oh, not a whole lot. Been went and saw our grandparents today, so I've been out of town-ish, about an hour drive, so I'm I don't know, for some reason, whenever you drive even just an hour and go visit somewhere else and come back, you end up being tired the rest of the day. <laughs> yeah, because it's two hours on the road. You count the you count the round trip part of it. Yeah, two full hours on the road. Probably slept like 10 minutes in the car, if that. And then I just woke up oh, a little, nice. little nap a little bit ago, but I've just been feeling sluggish since I got back. Did you ride down there with mom and, and dad? Yeah, I went rode down with the rents. Nice. I was wondering how you slept in the car because you usually do the driving with Darby. So yeah, I usually do the driving when we go with mom and dad too. But this time I didn't. Shit. Well, I left the house for the first time and since Wednesday, basically since the snow started falling. Oh, here. Yeah, we've been snowed so, in. It was me and Hillary have loved being snowed in, though. Honestly, you get to stay home, watch some anime, play some video games, work a little bit from home. I can't complain. We just got screwed because I worked from home Wednesday through Friday too, and it was fine like Wednesday. Well, not even Wednesday. Like we've been trying to save money, so we like deleted like Grubhub and DoorDash and all that Uber Eats and DoorDash. <laughs> but then it's like we just didn't have any freaking groceries, so we like three nights had in to a redo- row <laughs> had to re-download had, that shit. <laughs> yeah, we had to order DoorDash three nights in a row, just like we just not because we didn't want to eat anything. We just didn't have anything, you know. We ate, oatmeal eggs for breakfast and then it was like ramen noodles or we had to order something because we didn't go to the grocery foolishly before that we knew the storm was coming in and neither yeah. of our cars are worth taking the risk basically i mean you got some you've got some walkable places right there by you you could have walked across the street to the burger king slim chickens quick trip yeah but it's freaking cold out i don't know if it, yeah that's, it was cold that's doing too much <laughs> That's funny as hell. You guys deleted the apps and then had to re-download, re-download them because yeah. of desperation. <laughs> I mean, that's, that's a good one good reason for them, I guess. You know, there are there's a couple souls out there that I guess are willing to take the risk. Yeah. Well, for anybody that's wondering where the other brother is, Colton is working tonight. So most of you know he is a fireman. So his schedule is... Uh, 48, or I think it's 24 on, 48 off, so he's on right now, so he cannot be with us. So when we get to the anime news section, he sent me some things to cover, but I'm probably going to skip a few of them because he had a lot. But this is our Attack on Titan simulcast podcast. Every Sunday we release an episode about the newest episode of Attack on Titan. 
So if you were wanting a companion podcast through the remaining episodes of AOT, look no further. This is that anime podcast you've been searching for. And if this is your first time listening, we welcome you. We very much hope that you enjoy listening. And if you do, please follow us on Instagram, that anime podcast. If you want to take your support to the next level, you can give us a five-star review on Apple Podcasts and or Spotify or wherever it is that you listen to us. This helps us reach more casual anime fanatics like yourself. So thank you in advance for those reviews. It's pulling teeth to get those. So if you if you feel like, well, everybody else is going to write a review for them, like I don't need to, you're wrong, actually. I think, <laughs> I think a lot of people have that mentality. So stop the, stop the podcast right now and go give us a five-star review. Even if you don't, I mean, if you don't use Apple Podcasts to listen to it, because I know, you know, a fair share of people don't, uh, go ahead and hop on there, especially if you have an iPhone and already have it. Look us up, give us a five-star yeah. review. We like the written ones. Bonus points for that, but we also graciously accept just the five-star review. Absolutely. And yes, if you don't have to have an iPhone to go write us a, an Apple... Actually, do you have to have an Apple... Apple device to get on Apple Podcasts? I think you do. You may be able to just like search it on the internet and do it that way if you're a mega fan. (laughs) I know like 70% of our listenership listens to us on Android, so that could be why it's so hard for us to get, you know, tons of Apple reviews. So if you are one of the few that has an app, an iPhone, and listens to us, we need you. We need that five star review. And that will conclude our begging for a five-star review on Apple Podcasts and or Spotify. Till the end of um, the episode. Till the end of the episode, we'll beg again. We're, we're not above begging. I'll beg if that's what it takes. If you want a formal letter from me written to why you should write us a five-star review, message me on, that anime, on Instagram, that anime podcast. I just may mail you something. Just may. Or Brennan. Brennan will too. Yeah, not as likely for me, but you never know. <laughs> You gotta shoot your shot either way. <laughs> I will, depending on how many people. If I forget like three people that message me, I'll, I'll do it. But if I get ten or more, that's a lot of writing. I'm, I, I mean, we don't write anymore these days. I don't want my hand cramping up and shit. I can't write like I used to. I used to have such good handwriting, and now it looks terrible. Shit, mine's mine's gotten better. <laughs> mine's wor- Mine's so much worse than it used to be. I can't. I have to really try hard to to write well these days. Um. So yeah, let's talk about what anime we we've, we've been watching, and then we'll do the anime news. Have you watched anything other than Attack on Titan since we yeah. last recorded? As everyone, as anyone who's been a long time listener knows, last time I got snowed in, or was that for? I may have been, I may have had COVID. I don't know which one it was, but last time I was <laughs> trapped in the apartment, I ended up finally watching Tokyo Revengers. Um, so this time around, I was, I was looking for an anime and uh, I didn't have anything in mind really. I just got on and I saw the first one. It was because it's still a uh, simulcasting. So it was just like, the newest episode available of any anime. It was for Orient. And I was oh. like, I was like, it looks like classic anime. I thought the character design of this, what I saw looked cool. And it had an English one, had one single English dub episode. <laughs> so I was like, well, shit, I'll watch this. And I was like, sure, it probably won't be good enough. So I'll just wait for the English. But I, I watched the English dub and then I watched the next seven. So I think there's eight out right now in Japanese. 
so I'm like all the way caught up with that series and all. I guess I'll watch it on week to week releases it, now. So is it good? Um, it's like for me, it's my, it's kind of like in my head. Like some people, if you listen to our first ever episode, we talk about how some people that don't watch anime think like anime is all just like big booby girls, hentai, and tentacles. Like for me, I'd say Orient is kind of like what I picture anime as. It's just like cool character designs with weapons, like doing a very generic journey with a friend. It's it's very familiar. If you do watch it and you've watched it, any amount of shonen or just any amount of anime in general, it'll it'll just feel familiar. Like the characters aren't super original. Their goal so far isn't original. Like, just kind of seems like a hosh posh of you know quality B tier mm. anime. But right now, up to episode eight, what I'd most compare it to is uh, what's the one with Asta and you know? Oh, like, Black Clover. Yeah, it's mostly like he's like a it's like a Black Clover, more or less. Okay. But I'm sure anybody, if there is a manga for it, which I'm sure there is, anybody who happens to read that and heard me say that would be like, it's not even close. But through eight episodes, that's my comparison. Well, speaking of uh, Black Clover, I've been watching, continuing to watch ReZero, and is the, vo- the voice actor for Natsuki, or for Subaru, is that the same voice actor that plays Asta in Black Clover? Shoot, I don't know. I can maybe see it, but I haven't watched... Uh, like I said, I only watched ReZero when it was like hot off the presses in like 2013. or It may not be it's that, that old. It's that old? It may be like 2017 or 16. It's old enough to where I watched it as it was releasing. The original, not the director's cut. but And then... Oh, okay. I think I dropped Black Clover for the first time after like episode four or five in Japanese, and then I ended up watching up to 53 in English. I wouldn't know the voice actor well enough to make that decision. Mm. Sometimes it sounds like him, but back to ReZero, that's basically what I've been watching. I'm I'm probably halfway through the second season, and for anybody that has not watched it, it it is definitely worth watching. It's good. I haven't watched it. Season two. You haven't watched? I've watched season one only, so I've seen the first 25 and then half of the director's cut. Because me and Darby were going to watch season two, and we started watching the director's cut because she had to see season one, and it was just, like, too long. So maybe we need to go back and watch the rego 30-minute episodes. I don't know how you could watch the first season and then never never watch the second. Well, because, like I said, whenever whenever I watched it, it was coming out week to week, so it's just, like, one of those things, like... Once it was over, it was just out of sight, out of mind. Then the second one came out, and I may have been watching something else or wasn't watching as much anime in that time period. Yeah, I, I don't really know for sure. Mm. And now it's been so long, I feel like I'd have to go back and <laughs> watch season one, which I don't want to do. Because I got the yeah. gist of it, but not every little detail that I'd like going into a season two. I'm always going around the house now saying, Remu! Remu! Remu. Because <laughs> her name is Rem, but I guess in Japanese, when you say an M, there's like another syllable after that. I think, so it's not, just, I think that's just like. He doesn't say Rem, it's just like. Remu. You say, you say beef, it's like beef. Like, I think they just. Kinda, I, don't, I don't know why they do that. 
but I don't know. I don't know. If it, it's definitely not with every word, but it seems like shit is the, the shit is common. addicting. Like I, I find myself talking that way all the time at the house. I'm just like, man, why don't we say why don't we say things like this this in English? It's so much more fun to to communicate like that. <laughs> and, add- and all of like the the pet names that they give people. I don't know. I love that aspect of the Japanese culture is the the sons, the coons, chans, the honorifics. Yeah, I love that shit. I wish we did it. Um but now let's get into the anime news section. So I've just got a few six different things here. So the first one is Demon Slayer season 3. We all know it was going there was no question that Mappa was going to do another season, but the season 3 is confirmed. It's going to be called The Swordsmith Village Arc. No release Mappa, date yet. Mappa does Demon Slayer? Sorry, Ufotable. Yeah, I was going to say, I was like, I think that There's one, no question. Right. Yeah. Not, Uf- not Mappa, Ufotable. Um, we also have My Hero Academia Season 6 comes out October of t- 2022, so this year. Pretty fast turnaround, honestly. Is it? God, I feel like, I feel like it's... I think it I only mean, ended in, in like, November. It's had to have been like a solid year though, right? No, because I was watching it uh, simulcasting. It ended this this uh, or last fall, so it's it's gonna yeah, come back out been. before even a full year. Yeah, I guess if you go a couple months without something, it feels like a while either way. Uh, we also got Goblin Slayer season two. Uh, that's confirmed. I think Colton's mentioned this on a past episode, but I thought that was worth highlighting because it's only one season. One of the darkest shows I've ever watched. Episode one, right out of the gate. So anybody that hasn't watched it, there's your warning. But it's one season, it's a small commitment, and it's a very unique anime, I would say. At least compared to what I've watched before. At the time. So I will be I mean, watching I don't that. think it's it's not like cra- it's not crazy unique, but I think whenever you watched it, it was one of, it was probably one of your first like fifteen or twenty anime you ever watched. Oh yeah, it was in the top ten, I think. I mean, the first episode's unlike anything I've watched too. Like, just <laughs> we have an episode on it. <laughs> if yeah. Anybody hasn't listened to it? Go back and listen to it. I was like the week before. I was like, ah, I've seen some stuff. I would probably be, I could probably handle whatever it is. <laughs> and then after I watched it, I ate those words. I was like, damn, shit was pretty tough, actually. <laughs> yeah. I mean, it's it's unique because it's like the the whole show. They only are they're only slaying goblins. And so the strategy of it and the simplicity of the storyline. Yeah. Also the mysteri- like the mysteriousness of Goblin Slayer. It's just an enjoyable easy watch, very low stakes. I highly I highly recommend it. Low stakes. Um, I don't know if I'd say that. <laughs> low stakes in that you don't you don't really like you're not attached to the characters because it's short it's not a long running yeah, yeah, anime. Yeah. yeah, I mean there's good characters in it, but yeah, you don't especially in was it like 12 episode run? You're not super worried if anybody does die. Exactly. The world, the world, they built the world really well. It's a unique world for sure. Um, have you watched Kami Can't Communicate yet? No, and I will never, I never will. <laughs> well, season two <laughs> is uh, two months away from releasing. It comes out April of 2022. I will probably watch it just because I think it's, it's a Netflix anime. So those are usually pretty good. I just don't and, like the rom. I don't. I'm not really into rom com anime. I've tried to be, but it just doesn't ever work out for me. You're missing out. Not just on the boobies. 
I like it's it good, in like good stuff. I just prefer I just prefer the mi- a mix of it in like a regular anime or like a movie where they just throw some rom com elements in, not one that's fully yeah, based yeah. around it. Uh, Rising of the Shield Hero also, or sorry, season two of Rising of the Shield Hero, which we will do the simulcast podcast for, premieres April of 2022. So also a couple months away. And last but not least, the quintessential quintuplets movie comes out in May of 2022. So another rom-com that I will be watching. Me and Colton will for sure go see it, and you can expect an episode on that movie. Because that's a, that was the what got me into the the rom-com animes was quintessential quintuplets. Just an, just an enjoyable enjoyable show. Um, do you know Matthew, of any news so, that you'd like to mention? Uh, anime wise, no. The only thing or or other <laughs> video game wise, Elden Ring came out. Uh, anybody who's a gamer is obviously gonna know. I have not bought it because I've tried to play from software games in the past, and. I've made progress, and then I've always I've hit the what people call the brick wall. <laughs> so I'm 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 scared to pull the sixty dollar trigger on it, but I think I'm gonna do it. I've been watching reviews and tips and tricks, and other streamers play it, and I'm like, well, shit, I gotta at least get out there and try it. You may like it, Jordan. Uh, Is it a JRPG? Play. It's a Reed could probably tell you about it, or Rigbo, our for, our guest on last week's episode. Uh, they just don't have it for the Switch, so you you won't be able to play it. But it's kind of like Breath of the Wild, but really fucking hard and like medieval, crazy monsters kill you in like one mm. or two hits type stuff. Well, maybe they'll come out with it on the Switch. Who knows? Nah, I doubt it. But yeah, probably not. The Switch, not. the Switch can't handle that many. Can't handle very intense games. Well, they got like Dark Souls One on there or something, or Demon Souls. I know they ported for the Switch, but that originally came out on like the PS3, so it was a little bit easier of a port. Mm. Well, yeah, that's worth mentioning. Yeah, if you do end up news. playing it, let our listeners know. I will. I'll be playing it by next week. <laughs> All right, let's get into Attack on Titan. Um, so I noticed this episode. So it's episode eighty-three, titled Pride, and I thought Thinking it was, on it now. I thought it was titled The End of the Day or some shit. No, that's next week's. What the fuck? You sure? Positive. Damn, I th- that shit's on mine. I swear it said The End of the Day. But then I noticed at the at, whenever I finished the episode and the little prologue came, it said the next episode, The End of the Day or something, or The End of the Night. And I was like, I thought I'd just watch that. Probably just Crunchyroll. Crunchy yeah, it could have just been a glitch. Yeah, it probably was, because it for sure said that. Because we were talking shit about the titles of the episodes last week, so I was like, real fucking original. <laughs> Pride's, yeah. even, Pride's even worse. <laughs> no, so uh, the episode's name is Pride. What? Who's Pride? What the hell are they talking about? The Pride of Onyo Capone and uh, maybe... And Jean? Yeah, and all the people that... The crew, the band got back together this episode. Maybe oh, it's may, it, it could have also been the pride of all the Jaegerists when they were cheering, seizing Shanzo Sasagayo. Yeah. Like we said, overarching theme of pride. I'm sure everybody showed a little bit of pride somewhere. Yeah. What did you think of this episode before we break it down? Compared, just what did you think of it? I mean, we kind of just, I'll just lump it in with the whole season. Like, we kind of started the season like, Episode one, 
going up. Episode two climax with Aaron getting his head fucking blown off. Episode three kind of went down, but not much. And then it kind of like has been going down. And then the last three episodes, it just leveled off on a plateau. Yeah. So like, it's like a low light. It's not bad anime, but it's, we're not getting a whole lot either. Like they just keep setting up shit. Like now they just set up the teams are forming like Levi's alive. Like they made a pact. And then like, this was, yeah, this was the gathering of heroes episode. I mean, it was kind of corny when he was like, we're going to save the world. <laughs> I know. I, I have no cue the cue in the Marvel's uh, or the Avengers theme music at that part. Dun, 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 dun. <laughs> and fucking Connie of all people is the one that gets to say it. It's just it's like it's crazy that I mean, they've built up the show good enough that we'll just keep. I mean, like, I'm not going to stop watching. I'm not saying it's hard to watch, but. You know what I mean? They're actually not giving us a whole lot. The episodes aren't that crazy. I it's yeah. okay. I wonder if people that are going to binge watch the whole end of the show instead of waiting week to week, if they will enjoy it more because they won't they won't be left with all oh, that episode didn't give us much. They'll just keep watching and they'll view this the show and the season as like a whole piece instead of like a weekly segmented like that was a good one that was a bad one because i find whenever i watch shows all at once like how i'm doing re-zero right now there never seems to be a bad episode because it's like if i want to keep going i can you know yeah yeah but, and that's kind of how i don't know I feel like that's a lot of how game of thrones was because a lot of people i mean it was good for sure week to week but a lot of people whenever it got hyped they binged it or even if they watched it week to week, they at some point binged it before the last season or the last two seasons. And then I felt like that's when they you started getting some like deadish episodes, season six and yeah. seven. Uh, and that's kind of probably what's happening here because you've, through all 83 episodes, you've experienced such good ones before. And then they make you wait so long, the hype builds up, and then you just get this after a week's yep. worth of waiting. And then there wasn't Demon Slayer to fill the void or like to add it to your anime list for Sunday night to make your overall anime experience better. So it's like, I just had this to go off of today. Yeah. And it was just I think okay. you're onto something there. Um, I noticed at the start of this episode, we get the, this code, this program contains graphic content, adult themes and violence that may not be suitable for some viewers and is inappropriate for children. This content right. is entirely fictional. The content is intended for mature audiences only. I thought shit was about to get rated R after that, but it didn't. <laughs> this shit was, uh, that's the first time they've ever done that on one of their episodes. No, remember, they did it on, like, the very fucking first episode. We talked about it, too. Like, before it even started, like, it, like, gave the warning. Like, before the seat, like, on the very first episode of the season, I'm pretty sure. Okay. I was like, oh, man, I don't know if I've ever watched an anime that, that gives me yeah. that kind of warning before. Uh, you said the, you said the exact same thing. Last time they showed it. Oh, <laughs> shit. I guess I forgot. Yeah. I th- um, they may be doing it every episode, but for sure this is the second time we've discussed it on the AOT pod. Well, shit. Sorry, everybody listening. I- I'm forgetful. Uh, here we go. Episode starts with a scout jumping off his horse, calling to his friend. He's like, Oliver! Oliver! And he's running over to him, and boom, he gets shot out of nowhere, and it was fucking Hange. She shot him. She has tears in her eyes. And, and I'm guessing, I mean, we know it was a Jaegerist. 
So she, this uh, was yeah, like she just knew him probably. Like he was yeah, probably in she her probably I mean, trained he was probably him. scout, yeah. So she prefer not to kill him, but So at this point in the episode, we're back in time. This is like right after she saves Levi from the explosion that happened with Zeke and Flock and she jumped into the river. This is like the same day. So this is back in time. Um, she says that was the last of the pursuers to Levi as she's bandaging him up. And she's got him bandaged up where we can only really see his left eye. But then in the very next scene, she's camping and we get to see Levi's face. She stitched it up and he's looking pretty good, honestly. Yeah, he's in, <laughs> he he's looks, in great shape. Yeah, he's... When they showed us him after Zeke exploded, he had like teeth in his forehead and I mean, I, mean, I think de- we just he have looked to assume, dead. I mean, she said the only reason you're alive is you're an Ackerman. So I think we're just supposed to like take that and be like, well, that means he heals like Wolverine. <laughs> is what I'm guessing. <laughs> okay. They, I mean, if that's, I guess I'm thinking they threw that in there, the, the Ackerman thing, just to be like, hey, this, this ain't, this ain't unbelievable as you think. Like, he's an Ackerman. <laughs> I guess. Either way, he's looking good. She did a hell of a job stitching him up. He's got some cool scars. It's only been about twelve hours. Another twelve, he should be back zipping around on the. Yeah, what the? <laughs> that was another part that shocked me. <laughs> I was when she said that. I was like, "There's no freaking way." He he blew up twelve hours ago. Now he's sitting up, full on talking. I mean, yeah, he must have some Wolverine healing abilities because he's fine. He's basically fine, other than the fact that he got both of his his index and middle finger. They showed yeah. us that again. They're gone. So he can't really hold or pull a trigger for his ODM gear. I don't really know how they work. It's He can. It's on, like, the, the sword clip, so I'm sure he can just use whatever finger he has. Like, I think you use your pointer finger, but I think I think your whole hand grasps it, so I think any finger should work. Yeah. His fingers being gone makes uh, Tanjiro's purple fingers from a couple episodes ago look look not so bad. <laughs> <laughs> At least Tanjiro still got him. <laughs> I wonder what shit hurts worse, just to get them, get them clean, cut off, or broke backwards, and just basically they're just hanging. They're not connected. I have to a feeling. I have a feeling that the broken backwards hurts more than getting them cut clean off. Probably easier to <laughs> save the fingers, though. Yeah. How do you do oh, that? Back? How do you even fix that back in the day, like in Tanjiro's time? Like you can't just put a cast on it like that. Something like that requires some surgery. I don't know. I mean, yeah, the they probably the just Slayer splinted them up. Yeah, yeah it's probably not, probably not the time to talk about it. <laughs> yeah, moving on. Um, so Hans is sitting there after she stitches up Levi, and she's wondering what she's going to do next. She's saying that they can't stop Zeke anymore, so it's up to Armin and Commander Pixis, which we all know Commander Pixis is dead. Armin killed him at when he was in his Titan form. Um. And then for a split second, Han just teleported to, to the coordination of paths. And I'm, I guess as an audience, we're just supposed to assume that that yeah. was whenever Aaron Yeager said everything. I mean, it's supposed to, I, I think it gives a good visual because they've always said it only takes an instance here. So we can like kind of use that perspective as to when Aaron's head was falling off his body. You know, yeah. how quick that, how quick they went there and came back. That's why he was turning into the fish spine by the time. Okay. We flip back. I don't know because they hadn't really showed it from that perspective. So we've seen the yeah, that's... we've seen Aaron's speech twice now. The first time, and then 
I think they showed it again when the it showed the actual Eldians and Marley show it, so it was a good chance for them not shit. Honestly, the way this season's gone, I'm surprised they didn't make us listen to it again just to fill some this time. This is Ed and Yeager. <laughs> yeah. Um Yeah, we learned that it was half a day since Zeke and the Yeagerus left for Shiganshina. Uh Levi wakes up right after she comes back from the coordination of paths. And the first thing he says is the beast. Where'd that shithead go? Gotta love him. Gotta love Levi. I'm, I'm not shocked that he's not dead. I guess I'm just shocked at how like he feels. He's definitely not out of the fight. I mean, later on he goes and he says, my goal is to kill, to kill Zeke. I wonder if his... Uh... Him going to Which the coordinate helped him heal a little bit. Did he go? You think he went? Yeah, he's a Eldian. So he? then, why did he? Why did he? Uh, oh, well, we don't know. We know Mikasa went, but why did I he think, ask where the Beast Titan was or where Zeke was? I don't was? think he knows. Wouldn't he have learned that? I don't know. Did he say that he was bringing him? I don't know. Maybe not. Maybe he didn't go. I, I felt like they both went. And then they both teleported back, but I could be wrong. Yeah, I mean, we can assume he did. We just don't know for sure. Um, Hanj asks what happened. Like, why did you get blown up? How did you let Zeke get away? And he says, I botched it. He was fully prepared to die, and I didn't see it. He got away again. If we run and hide, what will be left? And... This is whenever he looks over and he sees that Hanj in the 12 hours that she's been dragging his ass around, stitching him up. She also built a fucking wagon to pull Levi around on. <laughs> I mean, these characters, some of the stuff that they, like, I know none of this is believable. Like there, it's a world with Titans, but this to me, this is the most unbelievable part of this is that she, well, she had the, the time to build this the- fucking wagon. This shows the time and the skills to save someone's life, stitch them up, wrap them up, and then also find spare wood parts. And where'd she get the screws? You know what I mean? She I got, know. She got wood glue, wheels, like... I mean, and they were hiding, so it's not like that shit should have been readily available. She literally jumped in the motherfucking river with his body, like... But yeah. Yep. Not supposed to think I mean, about that. They need they needed a wagon, so she built a I'm, wagon. <laughs> yes, and I'm only and I'm only mentioning it because I take notes of the episode. I'm like, oh, that shit's worth mentioning. This like Hange apparently can stop time and just com- get tons of shit done because she's been dragging him around, healing him, ba- building a fucking campfire by them by herself, building a wagon, scavenging for materials, getting food. I mean, and, this girl can do it and all. And keeping an eye on pursuers and sniping them off. Yes, I mean. Yeah. Jack yes, that too. So, great job, Hanj. Um, now we skip forward, and Hanj and Levi are speaking with Peak and Magath, and Levi says, My goal is to kill Zeke. Looks like our interests align, Theo, Magath, Peak, Finger. Did we know that Peak's last name was Finger? Yeah, I think we did, but it doesn't mean it wasn't impactful hearing it again. <laughs> Wow. You just gotta, you just always, I always wonder whenever these mangakas are, are writing these characters, they landed on that name for her last name, Finger. And you, when you say it, Peak Finger, was it inspired by the Pinky Finger? I don't know. I just sometimes I feel like they're just like, I gotta have some 
non-cool names just just to make it believable, you know? Yeah, we're thinking about everybody. And if you know why her name is Peak Finger, message us on Instagram, that anime podcast. I wonder if it's like a Germanic last name. You know, since like Could Aaron, be. like Jaeger and Armin. Like, I think those are like German origin type names. And the, yeah, of, be right. the spelling of Aaron. Like here in the States, we spell it A-A-Ron. Yeah. For the most part. Or with an I for a girl. That's true. We don't really have any E-R-E-N errands. We will now. We're probably mostly Shout, pets. Yeah. Probably mostly pets, but <laughs> there'll be some. <laughs> uh, Magus says, Levi Ackerman. It seems you can stand up to one of the nine titans, but how do you plan on dodging a bullet like that? Levi says, I can't dodge a bullet, but I've come before you in this sad state. Whether you shoot or listen is up to you. And then weirdly, Peek vouches for Hanj to Magath and says that she's a titan expert and knows more about them than even Marley. And then she asks Hanj if she's ever seen the founding titan or if she's seen it. Um, Hanj says, I know it's a humongous. She says, I know it's so humongous that it seems like nothing can be done. So we've got no other choice. We've got to put our powers together. And that right there told me, okay, this is the this is the Gathering of Heroes episode. Here it is. And I was right. Anytime anytime forces opposing forces have this conversation, you know exactly what you're getting yourself into. It's, it's a classic yeah. storyline. Everyone knows any good stories, you know, some friends become enemies, some enemies become <laughs> friends. <laughs> they're all be- they're all better for it for the end of the journey. <laughs> yep, that's that's what's happening here. Um, right when she says that, opening song kicks in, and we get to see Aaron put his hair up, throw his jacket over his shoulder, and every time in the opening, I see that it makes me all week long. I'm like, every time I put my hair up now, I feel like I'm Aaron Yeager. I'm like, I got to put it up like Aaron does. Make this make this look cool. They're really trying to run um, that character because he didn't look like that for very long. But they're like, they're really trying to make that the lasting image of his character. And I think that'll be the one people remember. Oh yeah, like his his iconic like silhouette is him putting his hair up or the or the just like the coat that look, over the shoulder, like the top knot look, like that length. But even though like what it, he maybe had that look for like five six episodes in totality. Because he was mostly his young version, and then, like, he was never clean-cut that long. He went to, like, his hair-down, scraggly beard look for the majority. True. Which, I guess that's the same hair, but you know what I mean? Like, he just had that look for more episodes, I feel like, than his clean-cut, you know, TikToker look. Yeah, I mean, it's a better look. It definitely gets more more attention. They're they're pushing it out to the masses. They got a good marketer. I can't blame them. Uh, we get to see more wall titans going for a stroll. There's fucking steam all over the place. And I noted that every single one of the wall titans, and I don't know if I've mentioned this before, but they are all identical. So they are not like the pure titans where there is variety in heights, sizes, weights, runs, faces, teeth. These ones are all the exact same height. They have the exact same face. Exact same muscle build. They've been on the same diet. Same muscle insertions. Same same posture. I mean, these things are clones. So, we're not going to get to see any cool variety. I still want to see how they, how they stack up to the Colossal Titan, though. Like, are they smaller? Are they the exact same size? 
I think they, I don't know. To me, they just look like they're tall, but just like wider. And like the Colossal is just like taller and lengthier. But still. I don't know. We haven't seen the Colossal Titan in a while. Colossal Titan's like a, I don't know, like a LeBron James, like a tall, muscular build. And then I feel like the 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 regular wall titans are just like bodybuilders like they're tall but not as tall and they're just like overly muscular yeah they do look so they do like, look a little stockier like jay cutler builds <laughs> the vanilla gorilla <laughs> uh we go over to jean and jean sorry why do i always call him jean damn it we go over to jean and he's looking miserable he's plugging his ears in his room uh, Mikasa looks like she's fighting back tears in her room. She, I thought they is, all looked like they were all just taking naps. Everybody was just chilling. Getting no, the hitting. only person chilling was Hitch. She was sleeping like a log. Reiner Annie was, was looking out the window. Too. Yeah, Reiner just ha- he hasn't woke up. He has no idea what the hell's going on. He's got those two apples still sitting in front of him that Gabby oh, left for him. He was getting some good shed eye. <laughs> his his uh, lines under his eyes still haven't gone away. So I guess he's still healing. They just like they're really trying to push that look because people are getting tattoos of it. So they're like, "Let's keep showing, <laughs> let's keep leaving these Titan lines." It's all everything is for marketing at this point. If I ever run into anybody with those lines under their eyes, I will have to say something. Like, I don't know dude if anybody's got the actual tattoos. They just well get done. Like, they'll get like Aaron's eyes tattooed somewhere, and obviously it'll have those lines or like some tattoo where there's like eyes poking out, and they'll put those lines under it. But I don't know if anybody's. You've be... I don't know if anybody's pulled the trigger and actually just got the straight up Titan marks on their eyes. I'm sure Holy there has. Shit. You have got to be the biggest weeb slash Attack on Titan fan in the world to pull the trigger on getting a permanent tattoo of those things. I mean, they're cool. I just, I personally feel like I might regret getting that tattoo. No, I can see it being cool. I've always wanted to get. I've always wanted to get like a samurai helmet head tattooed on me and let it have like a. Sharingan, my own custom Sharingan drawn eyes that it has. No, that's cool. I, I'm tell, I'm talking about somebody actually getting the tattoos of the stretch lines on their face. Oh yeah, uh, there's probably there's def- <laughs> someone's definitely done it or at least faked it by now. But I want to yeah, see it. Be, I bet it looks freaking sick. It'd be pretty cool, especially if you got it red and it looked natural. <laughs> you yeah. Don't wanna, you don't want to do that one in black. It, it won't no. look like it won't. It won't give you the look you're going for. You want it to look scarish. Yeah, I would like to see somebody have that. I bet it looks pretty sweet. Um, yeah, so everybody's basically restless except for Reiner and Hitch. Uh, now we go over to Armin and Gabby. They're riding on horseback in the night like fucking Paul Revere. The British are coming. The British are coming. Armin's holding a lantern. It was just a cool... It was an enjoyable few seconds of them riding a horse. For, for whatever reason... I liked that scene. It was one of the best scenes for me. I, I don't know. I like whenever anime does people riding on horses. <laughs> uh, Connie and Falco, they're camped out. Falco's sleeping. Connie is plotting. And Connie's thinking to himself, how exactly do I get my mom to eat Falco? Just do it by force? If he's hurt and finds out about his Titan powers, it's over. I can't afford to fail. I've got to think of a better way. And then he's looking at Falco and he says, what an innocent kid. He hasn't whined once about camping out here with every reason to doubt me. Does he seriously trust me? 
And then he has a flashback of Mikasa and Armin. Is this of when they were on the roof telling him not to take Falco? No, they didn't see him take Falco. Or, yeah, maybe, because they did tell him not to, but then when the shit got hectic, he just grabbed him and dipped. But he yeah, because he had mentioned to him like that he should feed him to his mom, so that's probably what it was. Yeah, because he has the flashback, and then he says, "Damn it, Sasha, would you have understood?" So already we're seeing the seeds of doubt creeping up in Connie's mind. Because deep down, he's a good guy. He's never once been a bad guy. He's loyal, and he he's a friend. He likes his friends, so he knows he's gonna struggle with this, and he's trying to justify it. What he's about to do. Um, now it's the next morning and Connie and Falco, they're getting close. It's daytime. Falco says, um, I thought we were going to a hospital, not a deserted village. Connie's like, yeah, there's something interesting here. I want to show you. And then Falco's like, this is Regako village. And Connie's, they give us the classic attack on Titan, scared, shocked, zoom in where they have all the lines zoomed in on their eyes. Yeah. They keep, they they do it for Magath any chance they get. Magath like, has some of the scariest fucking eyes. Uh, you know who like Magath's this. eyes remind me of? Have you you're watching rewatching How I Met Your Mother right now? It's like Captain. The Captain, <laughs> he's got, where he's like his eyes he's, won't he's stop got Captain kill eyes. You. Yeah, I can see that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, he's got Captain eyes. Uh, Connie says, "How do you know that?" And Falco says, "Last night I heard you talking to yourself. Sasha was your comrade, shot by Gabby on the airship, wasn't she?" You brought me here knowing who I was, but pretending not to. Why? To get revenge on me? Connie walks right past Falco and he says, no, stuff like that happens in the heat of battle. Just basically brushing it off. Connie starts to pull away the curtains draped over the house and we see Connie's mom is still there. And I was quickly reminded like, oh yeah, because I completely forgot all about his mom and them naming the village after her. But... It was all brought back to me as soon as he pulled that curtain. And Connie says, don't worry, it can't move. It's been like this for years. Falca says, what, what are you going to do after showing me this? And then we get a few glances back and forth between the two of them. And it looks like, to me, I thought Connie was about to just grab his ass and throw him in the mouth. <laughs> I mean, that's what I would have done. It's the easiest way to do it. Yeah. Like, why, but instead, why go through the trouble? He's a little small fry. You can just pick his ass up and toss him. Yeah, knock I him, think he knock was him out tr- first. Yeah, I think he was trying to get him to do it as willingly as possible, like get him to to climb up the ladder, and then he gives him a little nudge and he falls in, uh, just to justify it in his head. That's a lot less, yeah, it's a lot like less intense less. than just grabbing a kid and throwing him in the mouth. I mean, the intention's the same; it's just the act is a little less. You have to less commitment. <laughs> How old is a uh... Falco, is he 12, 13? Um, I don't know if they've told us. Maybe 12? I think they're like 12 or 13. I don't know. They're just small, and I feel like that's... I'm trying to think how old they were when they joined the Scouts. Like 16, I guess, so they would be bigger. Yeah, I, I don't, don't remember. Know. I was trying to be like gonna... size, size comparison. Like When they were that age, I feel like they were bigger, but I don't, I don't think they were... Yeah, they had Falco looking extra small in this episode next to Connie. Well, him and Gabby are just like the two smallest characters in general, like throughout the whole show. Like their friends are like the smallest characters. 
Um, so after the few awkward glances between Connie and Falco, we get this cheesy grin from Connie, and he goes on to tell him that they're, they're, they're going to brush the Titan's teeth and that they don't get many opportunities like this. He's like, let's climb up the ladder and take a look. And it's very obvious he's scheming, and even Falco can tell. And then this is when Gabby and Armin arrive, and Gabby says, Falco, get away from him. He's going to feed you to the Titan. Connie draws his blade, puts it around Falco's neck, says, and Armin screams, Connie, stop. Connie puts his blade on his neck, says, stay back, don't come near us. Classic hostage scene here. And this scene, to me, I was like, oh, this is going to be a classic shakedown. But then, I actually predicted this last yeah. week, I think. Armin did come up with the, come to the conclusion. Well, let me back up. So Connie says, shut up. I don't want to hear it. Don't talk. You wouldn't get it. You're just going to say to give up on my mom and let him live. A know-it-all wouldn't get how idiots work. So he's crying at this point. You can tell he doesn't want to do it, but he feels like he has to, I guess. I don't know. Um, Gabby screams, Falco, use the Jaws power. And Falco's like, the Jaws power, huh? What about Galliard? So he's probably remembering this right after he, she said that to him. Yeah. Connie By starts the end to go of the up episode, the he remembers. Yeah, he remembers like right after this. Um, Armin is thinking about what to do and he has a flashback of Commander Irwin and then he says to Gabby Gabby please forgive Connie and then he ODMs over to, Naga- to Ragaka and is hanging over a beam directly over her mouth and I was like oh shit I knew it he's gonna give, he's gonna give himself up to save Falco did you I, I was chalking Armin up as dead. Like, I was like, yep, this is probably why a lot of people don't like the end of the show, because Armin's going to die right here. No, I so said were you shocked? The, I said whenever... in the instance that he'll, Connie will zip him through, and maybe for a split second I thought maybe Connie gets eaten by his mom poetically, saving Armin, I don't know, but I knew Armin wasn't going to die. I wished he would, not because I want him to die, just because I'm at that point with the show. I just want something crazy to happen every week. <laughs> even but at no. the expense of your favorite characters yeah fuck him <laughs> <laughs> I'm glad he didn't die I would have been like yeah I mean I want him just to see things at the end too just for his arc too it's just another one of those things where I feel like it wouldn't be a satisfying character death for the show or for the character um, yeah Connie maybe it would have been I would have been okay with that but I thought it would have been cooler if Armin just fucking snap the shit out of her nape right before he dropped him in would have been cooler yeah i didn't think about that he could have just killed the mom and then probably oh, solved. Yeah. that's i mean that's the f- first thing he should have done he should be like look gabby when we get there like <laughs> we gotta kill this titan <laughs> it's a little insensitive to just kill somebody's mom like that i mean i get that she's transformed but they've been doing that it for basically years. they've been doing it for years levi killed like his whole regimen after <laughs> whenever Zeke turned them all the Titans. Yeah, yeah. But they were they were a threat though. Like they were actively this girl this mom can't do anything. Oh well, yeah, I mean she's got a horrible quality of life. Like it's equivalent to being a vegetable. I mean I know yep. they left her there in case they found anything, but it's just like damn, at some point she'd probably rather be dead. Yeah. Uh so Connie saves her. Or Connie saves Armin and 
I noticed Regaka, she chomped down. She was like, oh, fuck yeah, I'm about to get to eat for the first time in four years, or however long it's been. And then she even is like, moves her eyes to look at Armin and Connie after they zip away from her. What did you think about that part? I was like, oh, dang, maybe they're foreshadowing that no, I think it's just like a good reminder that like they're all the same. Like it doesn't matter who it is; they're all titans. Like once they become a titan, they're not themselves anymore. All they care, they'll eat anybody, and the only thing that's their only goal is to eat people, unless there's someone with royal blood they can control them. Yeah, that's probably like, a better interpretation. <laughs> it's just like to let him, like for him to know too that like it doesn't matter like that you're her son; she'll eat your ass. Obviously, yeah. fucking Falco ate the shit out of Galliardo. Armin ate the shit out of Bertholdt. <laughs> <laughs> they don't give a damn. Yeah, yeah. Um, so it's over. He's saved. Uh, Gabby's now holding Falco, and he he's mourning his brother's death and probably Galliard's, and he's remembering everything that he'd forgotten. And Connie and Armin... They have a little conversation, and Connie's like, what was your plan if I hadn't saved you? Armin says, to turn your mom back into a human. And Connie says, and inherit the Colossal Titan? If you thought for a second, you'd know that'd only make her suffer. Was the jaw? T- that's what I was like, is the jaw titan a better titan to have? You'd die in seven years either way. Like, I know, I'm, it, I'm wondering if this it, is him admitting... I'm wondering if this is him admitting that his whole plan to even feed Falco to her was would have also made her suffer because she would have known that her son literally killed an innocent kid to bring her back. Yeah, I don't who knows. Probably something he like says, that. He says when my mom sent me off, she said to be a splendid soldier, and yet her son almost killed a kid and a friend. That's the kind of soldier I am. Um Armin's like me too. I couldn't stack up to the commander. Connie says Armin I want to be a soldier my mom could take pride in. So let's go save people in trouble. So all is forgiven. Falco, that we never we'll probably never talk of this again. It's it's over. The whole Connie hostage arc has concluded. With no deaths either. With Connie's, no deaths. He's still dying though. Much less came from this <laughs> Falco getting taken hostage than I thought. Like literally nothing happened from this. Yeah, I mean I'm on Connie Death Watch, like in a <laughs> hot tub time machine where they know that dude's gonna lose his arm. Yeah, <laughs> and they're like, "He's this gonna is lose it. that arm, man." <laughs> this is it. That's how I am. With that's how I'm gonna be with Connie the rest of the series. Oh, he's probably gonna heroically die. Yeah, so far I don't know. Best death either Irwin or Galliardo had a pretty good death. Honestly, this is pretty. Yeah. he's pretty badass. That was just. Fresh in my memory too. Yep, that was a good one. Bear so now we go over satisfying, but it wasn't cool for him. He's begging for his life. Yeah, that's true. Uh, so now we go over to Mikasa and some girl who I don't know who she is that took her scarf. That's the girl that she. So it kind of brushed over back in season one. Whenever that traitor guy, he was like going to let all the people die one of the titans broke the wall again to like make sure all his trading items got through they're like jammed up you know you remember that oh yeah i do 
the fat dude and like she came in there's a titan coming she like slayed it and it dropped dead there's like a little girl watching that was her so she became a scout and now she's dead but like i think they wow. touched on her like sometime in season three or the first part of four where they like stated that was her and she gave her a little spiel of like because of you but that she was that little girl back then Oh, see, knowing that makes me feel or realize just how heartless Mikasa is at this point. She ain't never had a heart, really. She's always been a cold-hearted bitch. I mean, she used to have, like, the heart to protect the weak. Like, she doesn't give a shit about this girl. She's Took, literally, like... She should have she never touched that scarf. That was where she went she's wrong. Like, she's walking away from her as... So, okay, let's just go through it. <laughs> Mikasa says, walks up to her and she says, I knew you would have it. And the girl says, it wasn't much, but I had the chance to speak with them about you. He talked about wanting to throw the scarf out. So rather than throw it out, I thought I'd just, and Mikasa reaches out her hand. She says, give it back. And the girl says, I became a soldier because I admired you. I have no regrets because I gave my heart and my life following in your footsteps. And as she's saying this, Mikasa is just literally walking away. Doesn't say anything to her. She shouldn't have touched the scarf. Never, t- <laughs> never touch the scarf. That's rule number one. That's oh my that, goodness. That's her one rule. Don't touch the scarf. She was cold in this. But, I mean, we, yeah. I can't believe that that was that little girl, but. I don't know what they have in future or store for us with Mikasa because we know it ain't going to be a love story. This ain't no love story between Mikasa and Aaron. This is a love story between Mikasa and Jean. I don't know. I think she'll get the... <laughs> I feel like she's like the obvious choice to like live on kind of thing. Yeah, because she's part of the Azu- Azumabito clan. Yeah, I think she'll get like some type of closure with Aaron. I don't know, not romantic-wise, but I feel like when he's dying, I haven't seen the ending, so when I say he's dying, I just think he's going to die. But not at the end of his seven years, just like he's going to die from something else, and she'll like be there holding him type stuff. Yeah. Something classic like that. Um, so we go back outside, and there's some scouts talking about... <coughs> Sorry, talking about the rumbling coming to an end. And there's, they call it the last of the Rumbling Titans. So they've, they've already nicknamed the Wall Titans the Rumbling Titans. And one, one guy says, it sounds like bells of freedom to me, the, all the noise that they're making. Uh, we go up to Flock, and he's giving his We Are Free after 100 years speech that he's been giving over and over again. Um, Mikasa's in the room, and some guy's like, are you going to become a Jaegerist? And she's like not interested and he points up there and he's like, well, Jean looks like Jean finally joined their ranks and he's standing up there behind Flock, but doesn't look happy about it. Uh, we go out to the streets and this is when everybody's cheersing, saying the Shinzo Sasagayo over and over again, drinking beers, celebrating. And like in a matter of seconds, <laughs> they showed us a wasteland of Shiganshina. In a matter of seconds, it goes from a wasteland to fucking Oktoberfest in this place. Like, there's people making pies, drinking beers, cheersing. Didn't you, did you find that a little bit weird? I don't know. They think they won, and they know no one's going to come back over there. Like, kind of makes sense. Start partying a little bit. I guess there would be little pockets that aren't destroyed. That's, I guess, what's going on here. 
Yeah, and the inner inner wall because there's no wall. They already started. They already started outside that wall. You know what I mean? But wouldn't the Titans on the other side of the wall walk through <laughs> Shik and Sheena <laughs> to get to the other side? <laughs> Probably. Maybe they walk around I mean, now. Maybe I don't I mean, walk around. They all kind of sort of seem to be to the right of everybody. You know, so maybe they like, walk that way. I don't know. I, I I don't know what the hell's going on with the Wall Titans, but apparently this place is okay and people are baking pies. They're celebrating. Um, Armin is like, we need to go see Reiner. Gabby says it's okay. He'll be out for a couple more days. And this is confirms that we will never talk about the fact that Connie kidnapped Falco and was going to kill him ever again because it's never mentioned. They're drinking and eating together. Yeah, they tied um, that. Th- they tied that thread up already. It's over. Yeah, that's just that shit's over. So we'll never. We won't well, even right remember Connie, that that happened. Right before Connie sacrifices himself, he'll he'll bring it back up to Falco. Like, I almost killed you. This is the least I can do. Type shit. Yeah, he'll use he'll use it as fuel for his self sacrifice later on. <laughs> well, we'll see. Um, Armin starts explaining that Annie may not be frozen anymore, and she happens to be sitting right next to him, stuffing her face. She would have seen him come up, though, is the other thing. That's what I thought. She may have not recognized Falco and Gabby, since they were probably young bloods whenever she she left. She was chowing. They did did some weird chewing animation for her. Like, it was was a weird... Like, the way they made her chew... I think they're trying to make it look like she was like desperate to eat because she hadn't, you know, she was like malnourished from being I frozen. Guess. Um, this is a weird scene. Connie busts out laughing. Uh, next scene we get, Hitch comes back with a pie, and there's a note there on the table, and it says, "Dear Hitch, or Hitch, I ran into Armin and Connie and decided to join them. I'm going ahead. Sorry for the trouble. Thanks for talking to me these past four years. Goodbye." your gloomy roommate. And Hitch takes a bite of the pie and she says, well, how am I going to eat this whole thing? So now she's got to eat a pie alone. We'll probably never see Hitch again. And I'd be okay with that. Well, they may use her to, I don't know, they got flocks. She's one of the few characters that'll be like kind of left in the town. Oh, uh, uh, the inside man. You're right. Well, like, I don't know about that. Just to like, they want to, they're going to want to show the viewers what's going on like in the, you know, the capital area. So they'll use, like, her and Flock, probably. But Flock may pursue them, so he may not be there. I feel like she'll be the one who's just, like... They'll flash back to her to see, like... So we'll see the status of... And the morale of just, like, the everyday person. Yeah. Uh, we go back up to Flock, and he's given another speech. And this time, they're going to execute Anyan Capone and Yelena because they oppose the Eldian Empire. And he's like, let's start with Yelena. He's telling everybody and us viewers all about how she was there opposing them and helping Zeke. And some, I noted some guy in the background as he's talking yells, you whore. <laughs> yeah, I saw that too. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, damn, this guy's like, what, what was it like to be in like barbaric times like that where people just are killing people and then you just are in the crowd and there's just people yelling stuff like that. That's shit happened from <laughs> through it happened throughout much of history. <laughs> oh, I know. Just, it was like just it was like an thought. event. It was like an event. 
Yeah, people like got up early, like, set their alarms. At the Coliseum even, people would be like, kill him. <laughs> you know, and the yeah. Caesar would give the thumbs up or thumbs down. <laughs> Very true. Um, Flock says, Yelena, any last words? And she says, aren't you going to shoot? And the crowd's like, kill her! Kill the whore! And Flock yells, not yet! And then he points the gun at Anyan Capone. Dogs. Yeah, that's the old. That's the that's the Sheba. <laughs> Something must have rustled outside the door. Uh oh. Uh, then he goes. Was it your neighbors? No, he he just barked sometimes. That was a short Uh-oh. session. He'll probably bark a few <laughs> more times. Honestly. <laughs> well, uh, he he moves over now to Onion Capone. And Onion Capone, he starts laughing hysterically, and he goes on a rant about all he did was try to help Eldia so he could save his homeland, and look where that got me. Um, he looks back at Jean, and he says, don't just stand there, say something, Jean. Jean points the gun at the back of his head, and we hear four gunshots, and then we go back up there, and all of the, the shots miss. They're like at the ground. Flock's looking at the bullets in the ground, and then he looks at Jean, and he's like, what the heck, man? And Jean says, whoops, I missed. And he's like, Flock's like, hey, what's the big idea? Flock was, was shocked, and he looked scared almost. I haven't seen Flock look scared in a while. I think, it, I think it, well, I think that's the first time he knew something was up. He, like, looked at the okay. ground. It's like, you don't miss four times. Like, he should have played it off as, like, the, just intimidating him but he was just like yeah. a miss, so it kind of was like a dead giveaway that he had ulterior motives. Yeah. Uh, the cart titan charges in. This is the part I don't get. Jean pushes Flock out of the way. I think it was to sell his death. Oh, okay. And they, she can't eat him and save them, so it's just like to try to make it look, but he knew right away because he was like, where's Mikasa? Because I think he was going to have her Help track chase it down. down. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And then he realized like these they're getting the band back together and he's like, fuck. So I think they're gonna be in hot pursuit. Now who was in the window? I don't know. Yeah, who the fuck was that? Was it Historia? Where's Historia been this whole damn time? Maybe, but it's just like it I'm guessing it wasn't Flock because he's no way he could have got there in time. It's possible, I guess. It'd be kind of anticlimactic. So I'm trying to think of who hasn't been in it that would be you know, like a worthy character, but I mean, Historia is probably the best guess. It can't be Zeke. But I feel like it'd have to be somebody who would like have to betray them or be like, I saw him head south. You know what I mean? Yeah, the man in the window was the most intriguing part of the episode. And also... You think it was Aaron Yeager from the future? (laughs) It could be. (laughs) I've been seeing some shit... uh... And the people, props to the, the motherfuckers that go back and find this stuff. But, like, I guess throughout, like, uh, Attack on Titan and, like, certain scenes, like, when Aaron's, like, a little kid and the scouts come back in, like, you can see, like, the older Aaron, like, he's, like, positioned throughout in the crowds, like, the back of his head, his profile, like, all throughout the show and in different times. Yeah. Have you seen any of that stuff? I have not, but that's yeah, intriguing. Yeah, just be like, just like the like screenshot clips where you can like see like, and it's, I mean, I don't think it's bull. Like literally, he's got the top knot, and he'll be like standing in the crowd or like down the hallways, like leaned up against the wall, and like moments mm. in the show, 
So, I mean, it could be him up there, but I, I don't think they would just go that outright with it. Like, future me, I'm watching you guys. Could it be, is Kenny dead? Yeah, he's dead as a doorknob, I'm pretty sure. Okay, okay. Um, it's got to be somebody that is dead, but we never saw a body. So they're not dead. But either way, I don't, I don't understand why it matters that somebody was watching them. Well, I think, know, they, I think it just looked better if, like, they just think Sean got eaten and the Carter Titan made attack, but now I think it's going to be more like these people are, like, they're trying to form a group together to fight against us, so it's gonna, they'll be more prepared. It won't be as, like, shocking to them. I think that's why, like, they're going to know. That person can be like, yeah, Armin, Connie, saw the two little Eldian kids. Annie, Annie, Mikasa, and Gabby. Yeah, like, they got a whole crew, and they're going to get Reiner. Reiner. And then they'll obviously meet up with Hanj and everybody, so. Oh, they already did. Yep. Well, they didn't. They didn't all. The people on the wagons didn't, but the people that got eaten by the cart did. Yes, they're already over there with. And confirm she does not brush her teeth in cart form. I know we talked about that before. And she can stay in the cart for months at a time, not years. And she can also talk in the in the cart titan form, which is cool. Yeah. Um, but yeah, the person in the window that was watching them, we don't know who it is. And if you do, please don't tell us because you probably actually know because you read the manga, and we don't want spoilers. So uh, we go over to Jean and Anyan Capone. They were in the mouth. Cart Titan doesn't brush her teeth. Nasty stuff. Uh, Onion Capone asks Jean, when did you partner with Marley? He's like, Jean says, last night. And he says, why? If you stayed a Jaegerist, you'd have everything you wanted. This is when Jean thinks back to the night he met Mikasa, and he says, not everything, Onion Capone. Not everything. Unrequited love. That's that's what got got to have that. Any good stories got some unrequited love, you know. He he didn't actually say that for anybody listening. That's just what I. If I was writing this story, that's what I would have had Jean say. But he really, what he really says is, I wish I could have plugged my ears and stayed cooped up in that room. But then those ashy bones would never forgive me. Is he just talking about bones? Were they just the people that get toasted? I think he's talking about his fallen comrades. Yeah, or the people that get toasted when they get stepped on by the wall titans. I don't know. I just took it as dead people, skeletons yeah, in the closet. Yeah, I you bet know. you're right, yeah. Uh, we pan over to Yelena, and she says, Why? Me. And Hanj says, Securing you was part of the deal for us to borrow the cart's powers. They wanted you alive. And then we get the cool... Face off of Magath, he's walking up and he's already taken his belt off as he walks toward Yelena. Um, <laughs> the, <laughs> the stare down that we get from Magath to Yelena was pretty cool. <laughs> um, <laughs> what did you take the belt off to whoop her ass, right? Some people may take that. Yes, that's what I'm saying. Some people. Oh depend on, no! Depending on no, how their dep- mind, depending on how their mind works, they <laughs> took it one way. I was, yeah, I was thinking like 
smack across no, the face with it. But no, to beat the I shit out of her with it. it. Yeah. <laughs> Should have just been crack, cracking his knuckles. <laughs> yeah, yeah, he's cracking his knuckles already. Um, we go over to Reiner, and Annie kicks him in the face to wake him up. And at this point, his like lines under his eyes are gone, so I guess he's fully healed now. Um, Gabby tells him, don't worry, they're friends, or they're here to help, because Annie's in the room, Armin, Mikasa, Connie, and uh, she's like, we have to hurry, or Connie's like, we have to hurry, we don't have much time. And Reiner's like, where are we going? It's like whenever somebody wakes you up and you've got like 10 people standing in the room, a little disorienting, especially when like, it's people that have just tried to kill you. It's <laughs> just the classic son of a, son of a bitch I'm in. <laughs> yeah. He's like, where are we going? And Connie says, to save the world. And this is where we cue in the Avengers theme song. And it would have been a good time to end the episode, but it's not where it ends. Wait, actually, this is where it ends. Yeah, I was about to say, uh, I don't know what happened after. <laughs> I guess I just have a note here. So in this scene, we have the Jaw Titan, the Armor Titan, Colossal Titan, Female Titan, Mikasa, all in one room, all powerhouse fighting threats, and then Gabby and Connie. Which I guess you could consider Gabby as a, she's a fighting threat because she did one shot. Yeah, she's kind of useless. It just she can't really help too much. She doesn't know how to use ODM, so it's gonna it's gonna be pretty crippling. But I'll tell you this: if it's a fight, if I had to pick one of the two to join my team in a fight to the death, I'd pick Gabby. What, just like squaring up and throwing hands? Just any type of fighting. Just like released into a city, hunting two on two, hunting. I'd pick Gabby over Connie. Yeah, she's been trained since birth for this shit. But he don't have his ODM gear. <laughs> I mean, he's got his ODM gear, but I still think she'd be able oh, to kill him before. No, he'd he'd fuck her up with his ODM. He'd he'd just shoot one of the zip lines into her freaking noggin. <laughs> yeah, you're probably right. Maybe if hand to hand, she could. She's pretty wiry, like so. Yeah, she's just you know that type, just Jackie Chan type. You know, like roll over a chair, break a vase over someone's head type stuff. Yeah. Use the environment to, to your to your advantage. <laughs> so this is this is where the episode ends. Um and I have a note here. The ending sequence of this season, it it leaves you with a taste in your mouth that there's some kind of redemption in store for Aaron. That's the impression I get. Because it's a it's kind of like an inspirational, emotional song. Lots of fields of flowers. Aaron walking alone, a face of turmoil turning to a smile as a young young boy. And at the end, he's walking away and he bursts into flames or kind of disappears into like a rainbow flame. So it gives me hope that there's a silver lining or some kind of end to this that makes sense. And leaves me walking away still saying that, wow, that was an incredible anime. Yeah, I mean, I don't care if, if, the, if the reason just turns out being like, I'm just going to kill everybody, make sure, that, <laughs> make sure the people on the island are good. Like, I'll be okay with it. <laughs> well. I mean, it ain't going to be like the best ending possible, but it's an ending that doesn't piss me off. And that I couldn't predict it from even before this season, really. 
the second part of the season, so it's not like it was obvious throughout, you know? Yeah. It's easy when you get to the end and you know there's only so many possible outcomes to be like, oh, they better not do that. But it's like, if you would have, nobody was calling that, you know, season two even. Like, Aaron's going to, he's going to kill everybody. Shit, we didn't even know that there, we didn't even know about the other civilizations in season two, you know? Yeah, we we had no freaking idea yeah. about any, we didn't know anything about in season two. Like, we were, they were still struggling to kill titans, like pure they, titans. Yeah, they were still, uh, I mean, it was still around the time of, like, they were still discovering, like, Reiner and Bertholdt and stuff, I think. You remember whenever Erwin whispered into Aaron's ears, who do you think the real enemy is? Sorry, that was a weird thing to ask. Yeah. Do you think that Erwin knew more of what was going on, or do you think he was just inquisitive? I don't know. Maybe. Because then it goes back to, like, I sent you that meme, too, where back in season one where Levi was like, he's a real monster, talking about Aaron, and he's like, he's going to do what he wants no matter what. But I'm like, I don't think he knew that Aaron could, like, travel in the future. You know what I mean? Yeah. If anything, they were just there for the viewers for us to, like, go back right now and be like, oh, shit, he knew. Yeah. But, I mean, it wouldn't make sense. Erwin maybe just, his maybe holds a little bit of water just because he's kind of, like, probably that type that's just thinking, like, any possible outcome. And he, he, mm-hmm. I feel like he did die before, and he died with knowledge that he didn't necessarily tell everybody or knowledge that he thought but probably couldn't prove at the time. Yeah. All right, here's my here's, fucking basement. Yeah. This is life Here's stream. my guess. My guess, another guess of who was in the window. We still don't know who fathered the child that Historia carries. So maybe it was the father of that child watching from the window because they're being protected and he's up there with Historia. Maybe. I don't know if it's a Historia thing or not. I I, I'm, I'm, I have no clue. I was just like, who's that supposed to be? Like, I feel like all the important characters besides Historia are kind of like, we know what they're doing. Yeah, why are they keeping Historia such a mystery this season? I don't know. Get, we'll probably find out. They'll probably cut away from all this action next episode and just do one about her. Ah. <sighs> I need it. I need I need an episode about Historia. I need to know. I need to know why and who and where and what. I, they fake, I wonder if they faked the whole birth, the whole thing's the whole thing's a sham. She was never uh, didn't pregnant. they show us didn't they show us that she was pregnant whenever she got teleported to the coordination of paths? That's just or did a they just show that's us just top body, up? That's just a bodysuit. We've seen her with a belly before in a rocking chair. Okay. But that's easy to fake. I mean, I don't know why they need to fake it, but I don't know why she need. Yeah, wait till next week, I guess. Well, Since next we week's episode is—it's titled "Night of the End," and they made it seem like it was going to be an episode where all Long of the night. new friends are—they're camping together, and there's going to potentially be some betrayals because you know Yelena's there, and she's still Team Zeke. She is not Team Marley, but she's the only one among them that is Team Zeke. She's, they, um, I, I hope they just kill her. I mean, I thought that's why they brought her. I feel like the rest of the crew should be pretty good together. I think that maybe just rehash some old, some old memories, you know, over, yeah. the, over the campfire. 
one last one last nice moment before they go do what they got to do. Yeah. I mean, it's kind of like you have to do that. You can't just go into the final battle without having a brief moment of reprieve to look back on everything. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So, Levi, here's my... We've got to do a prediction. So, with the new information we have, I am going to call Levi... Du- Levi's life goal has been, since he fought the Beast Titan for the first time when he killed Erwin, is to kill the Beast Titan. So, I'm calling that. That's for sure happening. I don't know how he's going to do it. But he's for sure killing the Beast Titan. His recovery rate right now, like I said, he'll be 12 more hours, he'll be up and walking brand new. He'll just grow, grow some new legs, a couple new fingers, be good did to he go. Lose, did he lose both legs? I mean, it doesn't look like his legs, he has legs, yeah. I thought he did, but then I, didn't, I couldn't tell if he did or not. But I mean, I guess technically with the ODM, if you could just get it wrapped around his hip, he may be even, with all that dead weight gone, he may be able to move quicker. I don't, yeah, I want to <laughs> say his legs are gone, but <laughs> you don't need legs if you got ODM gear, like you said. Um, but at the same time, killing Zeke now, you got to wonder what's the point. Just for his own, his own vendetta. Just for vengeance. Yeah. So I do Because it's it. like, if, if you're going to kill somebody. He made a promise too. It's about it. also his pride. Maybe it was his pride the episode was talking about. He made that. He made a promise a long time ago that he'd kill him, hmm. and was never able to. I'm also wondering. So all of the titans, the nine titans, except for Aaron, who has three of them, they're they've gathered, and they're going to fight against Aaron essentially to save the world. I have a feeling that Aaron's going to be able to control them and use them to also help with his plan to destroy the world. That's another prediction I have. <clears throat> and that seems like if that doesn't happen, like if he doesn't have a way to control the other Titans, that would almost feel like it's not believable to me. I don't know. I feel like, like they, I feel like he could, it wouldn't be that weird if he couldn't control him. Like, I don't know. Maybe not, but. I guess yeah, because Zeke can't. But Zeke didn't have the fo- the founder. He like Aaron is the founding Titan right now. He's he has all of the powers of Emir that created all of them. So he can definitely control whether they're a Titan or not. He controls the coordination of past now. Like he can build anything. <laughs> like he he is that snake vertebrae. That's yeah, him. But he I don't know if he can just. We'll see. He may be able to, but I wouldn't think it's weird that he can't since they're like. They're one of the nine. They're not just like a regular old run-of-the-mill titan. So I feel like they probably have. They probably should have a little bit more freedom. So let me ask you this, because I was thinking about it, and then we'll conclude. Most shows that I watch, I have something that I'm rooting for in an end, or like a team. There's an end goal. With this show, I find myself struggling to want anything like i don't know i don't know what i want i don't know if i want them to aaron to succeed i don't know if i want aaron to live or mikasa to live or team connie armin and all of them to succeed in their plan to save the world i don't know if i want marley to survive i want the world to get crushed 
<laughs> I just, just want to see it happen, see the reactions. <laughs> but but you would be happy with the end that that gives us. Yeah, if they kill the world, and then they're like, we have to kill, we have to kill Aaron. And then Mikasa's like, I won't let you. And then they have to kill her too. And then they've just mu- they've muddied the water so much in the show with like who's good, who's bad, which side to root for, what what the true enemy is, what the true goal of the antagonists and protagonists are. That I don't even know. As a viewer, I'm confused into what I even want, which I get why a lot of people are unhappy, like aren't happy with the end, is because. I don't really think people like, I don't even know what I want at this point. So I'm just going to go with, like I said, I've been saying the last few weeks, whatever happens, I'm just going to choose to enjoy it. Cause I really am. I am literally along for the ride. I have no skin in the game as to what happens in this story going forward. I don't give a shit. I'm going to enjoy it. If everybody dies, I'll be like, damn, that's crazy. If everybody, if they kill Aaron and end up saving the whole world, I'll be like, damn, that's crazy. No matter what happens, I'm going to be shocked because I have no idea where this is going. Yeah, it's basically why I'm just watching for shock value every week. That's why I'm just rooting for people to die, worlds to get crushed, things, things of yeah, that you, nature. You want Armin to give up the Colossal to <laughs> Miss Springer. <laughs> no, I was, wanting, I was wanting her to eat her own son. <laughs> oh, yeah, you're wanting Connie to die. All right, well, do you have any other closing thoughts? No, that's it. That was a, a long one, but I think there was actually always, you know, you think it's a slow episode, and then you get into it, and there's a little, a little bit more happened than you think whilst watching. Yeah, yeah it, wasn't, it wasn't a bad episode. I, I have a feeling next week's episode will be a little more juice. Um, if this was your first time listening, I hope you enjoyed listening to us. We were going to do a casual episode this week, but we're going to save it for whenever Colton can join us. He's our older brother. Um, again, follow us on Instagram. Give us a five-star review on Apple Podcasts or Spotify, wherever it is that you listen to us. Let us know what you think. The best way to keep in touch with us is Instagram messaging. Uh, yeah, keep telling everybody you know about our podcast. Spread the word. The reviews help us the most. That's how we get... Um, we can't reach people unless we're reaching people. And unfortunately, Apple right now holds the... They hold the, the trophy for getting podcasts out there so we need we need reviews we need to be at the top of the lists and the charts there so we greatly appreciate it in advance um next week's episode is episode 84 night of the end i'm jordo vernon we are the evans bros thank you everybody for listening have a great week and as always peace out (laughs) 